Welcome to Unlock Financial Independence, the number one financial independence podcast for physical therapists. I am your host, Matt McClanahan. Welcome back, my financially savvy physios. I am your host, Matt McClanahan, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Unlock FI podcast, where I hope physical therapists just like you unlock your path to financial freedom while working as a physical therapist. If you're new to the channel, welcome. If you find this show valuable, I would love it if you subscribed, left me a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up and subscribe on there as well. And for the new and old listeners alike, go ahead and subscribe to the once per month newsletter, which will be linked in the show notes for monthly tips on things like travel hacking, the state of student loans, listener wins, and more. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about particular strategies for loan repayment. Um, My particular strategy for loan repayment, actually, even if you think you're going to pay down your student loans, and you should listen to this episode to see if it's the right move for you, based on my example. So uh, I wanted to start off with how much debt PTs go into for school. Um, If there's any student PTs out there or aspiring PTs that are starting to listen to this podcast, uh, this can range quite, quite a bit. I know that I've heard of some people going into 200,000 plus in student loan debt uh, for my particular scenario for uh, three years of PT school. I ended up with 120,000 myself. Now I did take out the full amount of loans that you could take out for grad school, um, even the grad plus loans. So that plays into it uh, quite a bit. And then I know some people that go to, I went to an in-state school, but I know other people that also went to in-state schools, particularly in Texas, where I do believe they're they're quite cheap uh, to go to. So you know, the range can vary from, I don't know, 60,000 for PT school all the way up to 200,000 plus, especially if you're going to a private school, thinking like a St. Augustine or a Duke or something like that, uh, that your expenses are going to be quite a bit more, I'd imagine. So something to consider with how much debt uh, PTs go into, given how much our reimbursement is right now. Now, that being said, you want to, uh, if you just, if you think PT is the right path for you or the people that are PTs now and have student loan debt, one big question is, is how do you know when you should go for student loan forgiveness or if you should pay down your debt? And in general, a good rule of thumb is that if your student loans are greater than two times your annual uh, salary, then uh, you should probably go for student loan forgiveness. But if it's maybe in that one and a half or even less range, then maybe the best move is going to be to pay those student loans down. Look into your individual scenarios yourself um, and look look into a little bit more, but it's a general rule of thumb. Cool. So now when I say going for forgiveness, what people immediately think of generally is public student loan forgiveness, so PSLF. But that is actually a different type of forgiveness where you have to work in a uh, non-for-profit uh, for 10 years and then make qualifying payments over those 10 years, and then you would get your student loans forgiven. However, that's not the only way that you can get student loan forgiveness. There's also this other bucket of forgiveness called IDR, income-driven repayment. 
So this can get confusing because there's things like IBR and ICR, which gets real confusing. But just know that PSLF is a, it's a under this forgiveness umbrella. You can go kind of two routes: PSLF, working for a, a nonprofit or government entity or whatever it may be, uh, or you can go the income-driven repayment, so IDR route. And then you have various options underneath that IDR route. So let's talk about what those are. So Biden just changed or implemented the saving on a valuable education or the save plan, if you've heard of the save plan at all. Uh, and that will be replacing the repay plan. So it's some people call it new repay, but really the term is called save. That's option one under the IDR plans. Option two is going to be the pay as you earn or pay, P-A-Y-E. However, with this plan, it's going to be going away, I believe, in June or July of 2024. So you only have a limited amount of time to still uh, sign up for it before it goes away. Option number three under the IDR repayment plans is going to be your income-based repayment. So IBR. This is where things get super confusing because why would they name something IBR under I? So anyway, IDR again is the the, the big category. And then you're going to have a, a plan underneath IDR called income-based repayment. And then a fourth option is going to be income contingent repayment. Now, I don't want to dive into the different, uh, like what all these similarities and differences are with these. Just know that when someone says they're going for student loan forgiveness, it's not always the public uh, student loan forgiveness or PSLF. Um, the, this is, there's other, other routes called the IDR uh, that you can sign up for several different plans underneath that. Okay. And uh, switching, actually switching to an IDR plan, even if you're going to go pay off those loans, can be a better option because what that allows you to do is if you switch into an, an IDR plan, your monthly payment is lowered. So then what you can do is you can pay the minimum that's there, and then you get to decide how much extra you're going to pay towards your student loans versus if you go into the standard 10-year repayment plan where uh, if you're going to pay off your student loans, sometimes it can be like $1,000 or more that just is, seems unfeasible to pay each month. Whereas if you switch into an IDR plan, even if you're going to pay those student loans down, it allows you to decide how much more discretionary income each month you're going to pay back. So can be a quite a good strategy to switch into those, even if you plan on paying your student loans back. Okay. So uh, I wanted to talk about the IDR waiver today. Um, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes for the student loan planners complete guide on what this IDR waiver is, but I'm going to go over it just a little bit here. So this is a one-time waiver where the government will take all of your federal loans and consolidate them into one single loan. So if you've ever logged into your loan servicer and you see you have loan AA, loan AB, loan AC, kind of like mine, and I have like all the way down to some, I don't know, 20 different loans or something like that, it can kind of get confusing. Um, but what they'll do is if you sign up for the IDR waiver, they will consolidate them into one single loan. 
And they're going to give you an interest rate that's an average of all of those loans added up, divided by how many loans you have. Okay. And so there's pros and cons of this. Um, if you do plan on going the uh, payoff strategy, you may want the flexibility of trying to target more payments towards certain loans. If you're going the student loan forgiveness strategy, you're probably going to benefit from consolidating these down into one federal loan with the IDR waiver and getting the same interest rate. So here's an interesting scenario. You might wonder, why would I do this IDR waiver other than what I just said, right? So here's an interesting scenario. If you have a loan from 10 years ago, and then you went into a qualifying repayment period, and then returned to PT school at some period, you could get all of that time counted towards repayment, right? So the caveat is this qualifying payments. And unfortunately, when you're in school, they call that in-school deferment, and that does not count. So imagine someone went to undergrad from 2010 to 2014. Here's a real like potential scenario here. Someone went to undergrad from 2010 to 2014. They worked, just general work, whatever it may be, from 2014 to 2017. Then they start PT school from 2017 to 2020. And then they started their career as a PT from 2020 until 2023. So this person would have three years of qualifying payments in the years they worked after undergrad, 2014 to 2017. They would have non-qualifying pay qualifying payments while in PT school, because uh, that is going to be called in-school forbearance. And then three years of payments from 2020 to 2023, even if they paid $0 because of the COVID forbearance, which is considered qualifying payments. So the way current student loans work is that each loan will be forgiven after the time period you sign up for. So let's say 25 years to forgiveness, the undergrad loans would be 25 years after they were started pay, paying on. The other, the, the grad school would be 25 years after that. Now that depends on your scenario, if you go for a 20 year plan or a 25 year plan, but just bear with me here. So undergrad school would be done, your undergrad school loans would be done in about 2039 where grad school would be done around 2045. So that's the interesting thing with student loans is servicers don't really know when you're going to get forgiven because you may have these loans that you, for undergrad, that were you had six years before you had your grad school loans. So then some will drop off over time and you have this like six year gap in this example of, of where you're still paying on student loans. So you're actually paying longer than 25 years in some ways, right? So that's six years of continued payments. So if this person does the IDR waiver, this is where things get kind of cool. So if they do that IDR waiver, they will get the three years of credit they paid to their undergraduate loans. They would get that applied towards their grad loans and they would finish their debt payoff around 2042 instead, which can be a much better deal, right? So uh, if that doesn't make sense, what they're basically saying is, hey, because you're consolidating all this loans, all these loans into one, we're going to give you benefit of the doubt and say that and take your earliest loan that you started paying on and consider that 
the first day of payments, right? So you're getting those, those, uh, you're getting a bonus three years of payments that you did for your undergraduate loans actually applied to your grad school loans too. So instead of 25 years of repayment for grad school, you're actually only going to have to do 22 years in this current scenario. So this is important to know for my particular scenario, which what I'm going to share in just a moment. Now, married couples, there can be different tax strategies depending on various scenarios. For instance, who holds the debt? You, your spouse, both. How much income you make, how much your spouse makes, and what's your total. And if you should do married filing separately or jointly. And because of my scenario, I'm not considering this uh, as a single individual, so I can't provide insight on this particular topic. So I'd recommend getting on a consult with Student Loan Planner or even potentially Fitbucks as they are leading student loan consultants from what I've seen in the PT space, okay? So that being said, here's my current scenario. Maybe it'll resonate with some of you. That's why I wanted to share it. But currently I'm on $0 payments until August of 2024. And this is due to the timing of my recertification. So it's kind of like luck of the draw, so to speak. But even though payments have restarted in 2023, my I currently owe $0 per month because my recertification period isn't until uh, August of 2024. Now, before I went to PT school, I had paid seven months toward my undergraduate student loans. And since I will go for student loan forgiveness, I want to switch into the payment program that reduces my current payment burden. And that is actually going to be the save plan for me. So here's what uh, my student loan planner consultant and I came up with, or rather he came up with for me and I'm going to execute. So uh, since, um, since I'm going to go for that forgiveness, I am going to do the IDR waiver. So on the last Friday of December, so as late as possible, because the IDR waiver, if I did not mention it before, the last day to sign up for it is the last day of December, 2023. And then it's going to go away. You won't get this option to consolidate your loans. So that's why I wanted to talk about it today. So uh, on the last Friday of December that I can physically sign up for the IDR waiver, I will fill that out, which will ask me which plan I want to switch into. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to select the save plan. This is going to kick my payments, my uh, payments back into payments. Uh, so I'm not gonna, I'll no longer be in a recertification period where I have $0 payments technically, right? But since I'm not currently working, my income is technically zero. So I will put that on my application. I don't have an income right now. So if I don't have an income, I can't really pay student loans, which is accurate. This will cause my monthly payment to be still $0. But for how long? Well, when you do the IDR waiver or switch payment plans, you are basically what they call recertifying your income. Okay. And so when you recertify your income, you have to do that once per year. This is going to be that time period that I will be doing mine. So once I get do the IDR waiver, sign up for the save plan, uh, uh, I will be recertifying my income at the end of December, 2023. My payment will be $0 for all of 2024, because you only have to recertify that once. And that's based on what your income is at the time that you recertify. 
Um, and so that'll be $0 for all 2024 until I recertify again after I resume work and start paying some towards my loans. So the save plan will allow me to reduce my monthly payments to student loans so I can prioritize living a rich life now instead of paying aggressively towards a debt that I likely won't be able to get out from under. Okay. And the, the IDR waiver is actually by filling that out in my particular scenario is going to save me seven months on the back end of payments. So we're talking 20, 25 years down the line, right? Uh, because I had seven months of payments prior to PT school, I am going to have seven less months of payments on the back end of when I'm about to uh, be done paying towards my student loans. Now, as you continue to pay off, pay on your student loans, your amount you pay towards it usually continues to go up, 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 right? So actually by deferring when I will, or by moving the payments of this to the back end of my student loans in 25 years down the line or so, that's actually gonna be the highest period of when I, of, of the amount that I will pay towards my loans. So it actually is gonna, by doing this scenario of, you may think, ah, what's seven more months? It's actually gonna save me a few thousand dollars in a couple of years from now, okay? So that's my current plan. Of course, the plan only works given my current situation, things that could change my plan and when I would maybe want to consult with student loan planner again would be marriage, owning a home, moving to a different state, because there's things called community property state laws, um, change in how much I earn. So if I start earning way more or way less, that's going to change uh, the, the route that I'm going to go. And I honestly don't know how this is going to affect me when and if my plan is to achieve financial independence and retire early, so to speak, quote unquote. And I don't know what that's going to do for my student loans if I'm retired and only drawing down income from a uh, uh, retirement accounts or things like that. So that's my current plan, but that's all the things that could change it. Right. But I want to know what is your current plan for your student loans? Please DM me on Instagram. Let me know. I'm super interested in hearing everybody's different various scenarios, especially PTs, because I feel like we don't talk about our plans on how we're going to get out from all this student loan debt that we have with reimbursements decreasing. And the goal of this podcast is to get you guys thinking about your finances, but not only thinking about it, thinking about it only as much as you need to so you can currently live your rich life now without worrying about, man, am I ever going to pay these student loans back? All right. Don't forget to subscribe to the monthly Financially Savvy Physio newsletter where I'll send out those travel rewards hacks and information and follow me on Instagram and YouTube, Unlock FI Rehab on all platforms. Until next time, y'all. Peace.